Just let him show your face. Oh, Say what up. Hi. How you doing? What's up, Jess Levin? What's up? Welcome to the couch. Thank you. For Good to see you. Of course, Jess Levin, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. What's that mean? I think isn't that your Venmo name? Oh, Jayla. Yeah, just glad <laughs> Jessica Dash eleven twenty-five. Anybody wants to send me money? Yeah, literally. I think that was a great way to start the episode. Just yeah. straight Venmo action. Venmo so me like, up, dude. So we were talking because um, you did the Ted Jones comedy show. I guess like two weeks ago, yeah. I sent a Venmo to another Jessica Levin. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you get your money back? I did. Right, but like, it was because of her, though. It wasn't because of Venmo. She's like, Venmo kind. didn't give it back. That's like, nice. There's another nice... There's a Jessica There's another nice... There's another nice Jess Levin. I should Jess say Levin. another. I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right. Well, you're a nice one. You're a nice Jess Levin. I, I tend to be. So I told her. Sometimes. I was like, anytime you come to New York City, you want to come to a Ted Jones comedy show. You're more than welcome, that's Jess Levin, awesome. listening on yeah, the other side. Jess Levin that exists, that has a 25 <laughs> in it, maybe. No, where are you from? Initially, um, we'll start um, from the beginning. Everywhere. I was born in Jersey. Everywhere. We're in Jersey. Uh, Hillsdale. I was born in New Brunswick. Oh, okay. It's south for me. Yeah. I'm north, north. Where? What town is Hillsdale? It's next, next to, to like Canada. Ridgewood, Westwood. Okay. It's north. So, and you went, to, you went to high school in Bergen County? No, I didn't. I left. My dad retired from sanitation. We moved to North Carolina. We hated it. We left. We moved to PA. I was there for a part of junior high, high school. And then I went back to New York for college and... Bounced around everywhere. Sanitation in New York City? Yeah. So I just uh, finished watching Sopranos. I know everyone brings that up. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like... I mean, That's I like the relation I have to sanitation no, just because I, I watch you. it. You no, know of course. That? And you're not the only one. Dude, the mob! Yeah, that's private sector. That's not yeah. public sector. Right, 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 I mean, right, trust right. me, they got into their own shit. The but. waste management shit. Yeah, and whatever. that's just you know. So my actual my um. That's my uncle. My cousin. <laughs> oh, that's funny. My cousin is like head of the uh, garbage department in Staten Island. Like oh, full head. Well, then, I wanted yeah. to get him on the pod. And he was like, we, we can't yeah, talk no, about any of that business. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Which is interesting because like he's the question own little element. Okay, because like the questions I was going to ask him, like I'm sure he like couldn't really answer no. anyway, just like on a public forum. No. You know, I'd have been like, how many bodies you find in the trash? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, we 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 right. cap it at telling people more than three. Right. My dad would say he, he was a bar guy and his brother's a cafe guy. That was my the analogy. I don't know. They always talked in some freaking <laughs> some lingo. Like we have algorithms. They have old sayings. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Or like whatever. Uh, what do you call them? I said algorithms. I didn't mean a- acronyms. Something like that. acronyms. Acronyms. Right. But um, so you jumped around a lot as yeah. a kid, and then how did you end up in New York? Do you go to like college here? Well, my parents are all from here, so I always home. New York was always a home base for me. Like even when I lived in PA, I wasn't allowed to drive to Philly, but I was allowed to drive to New York. Why not? Because my parents hate, like, they're like, Philly's a shithole, and that's really? where you're going to get killed. But you can drive to New York whenever you want. When did Kensington start becoming crazy, like the heroin it's capital of Philly? It was Kensington. It was always bad. It was really always bad. Like, Philly's, like, you know what I mean? So my parents, it's also because what they're used to. My mom's from Chelsea, born and red bread. My dad's from in the Chelsea, Bronx. Chelsea, Manhattan? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. 19th and 9th. Okay, and, like, back then, or I don't know how old your mom is, but, like, yeah, it was then. really um, not, yeah, a was good, a, not a good place. Well, it wasn't a bad. No, I was all right. And New York was New York. Like, you had bad run-ins and shit. Yeah. But it was still, like, uh, everyone lived, like, there was no, like, my mom's building had, like, a guy that was a uh, violist, like, first chair at the New York Philharmonic, and then there was a writer for the New Yorker. And then you had like a garbage, you had all cop, you had a cop on the first level. It was just all different sides of people. It wasn't so separated. Right, right, right. Like you have the finance guy on one side of the street. Yeah, and then then the other. So people were a lot more, you know, who was more of a, like a 
heterogeneous society. Like kind will. of community more based maybe? Yeah, like everyone kind of knew each other. I mean, don't get me wrong, it had its shit, but it's like everyone knew, like it's kind of like you mind your own business. And my mom had some run-ins with shit, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was around, but it was just different. It wasn't as heavily as populated as it is now. Yeah, so I grew up on 18th between 2nd and 3rd, like from the ages of 5 to 18. Oh, right, there. right, right. And uh, I remember coming over to Chelsea just like playing tennis here, doing whatever, like gym classes, and it was just all parking lots around here. Yeah, it was Like park- buildings it was across the street, 6th Avenue right. was just straight, like 1,000-foot parking right. lots, and then they changed the zoning laws, and then they just went up like 50 stories. Correct. You know what I mean? And then, you had, of course, you had the red lines, and you had like, you know, public housing and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But it was kind of like... You know, everyone kept their own business. I mean, some things would be bad, but it wasn't like, I don't know. She never made it like she got, you know, followed a couple of times and she, but it was just kind of like, it wasn't like there's shootings and shit. You know right, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like it was, and even New York now is safer than it was back Love in the seventies. I, I, I hate it. Like I hate when people are like, it's tourists, not safe now. Like, like, shut up. The tourists dude. like will walk from uh, Soho so to stupid. Times Square so they avoid the train. I know. Like, what are you guys off. just wasting time? Well, the same thing when I bring up to Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a minute. And uh, everyone's like, ooh, Chicago's unsafe. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to Cabrini Green. You know what I mean? I'm not going to the south side. Yeah, it's also like they too damn awful. cold. Yeah, it's, like, it's awful, but it's not. I don't go looking for You can avoid trouble. So you, you know grew up I mean? in the suburbs of Pennsylvania for well, an extended well, period see, of time? For extended period. Like, I grew up in the suburbs of Jersey till I was like 12. Yeah. And then 13, we went to North Carolina. And we left like in nine fucking months. We got out of there real quick. Oh, really? what part of North Carolina, by the way? Uh, well, where was it? We were moved to Moorhead City. So my grandmother uh, grew up in Oxford, North Carolina. So we still have know. family down yeah, there. Yeah, we have no family. We had nothing. Town. Oh, wow. We have nothing down there. My mom hated it. She didn't want to go there in the first place. My dad didn't want to pay New Jersey taxes. So he's like, Oh, Fuck so you was like, let's go somewhere where the taxes Let's go less. south. Exactly. That Not was Florida? Only- you don't want to go to Florida? Uh, I don't know what the whole gist of that was. I don't know what it was. I don't know why. I was, you know what I mean? They just like were moving here and I was like, all right. And then yeah. we fucking hated it. And then um, I also have a handicapped sister and she wasn't, we weren't, it wasn't hospitable to that, the way that they handled that. And it was hard. It was just horrible. It was really bad. Child, like it was bad. So we left and we moved before we even sold the house. My brother played football for Westchester University which is a suburb. Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we found out about that area. My cousin went to Westchester High School, oh, by shit. the way. Oh, So okay. funny, you and I have so many different freaking places yeah, that we're so familiar with. Word, yeah, totally. Yeah, so dude. my... Um, my mom went to Harriton High School, which is like Kobe Bryant's rival high school in oh, Lower Merion. Okay. And then um, my cousin grew up close-ish to the King of Pressure Mall. Oh, so I'm like kind okay. of familiar with Philadelphia. Right, right, spot. right. So yeah, I went there when I was like, I guess 14 and then 18... So yeah, four years. Five what was your years. What was your high school experience like? Um, it was kind of cool actually because I went to Downingtown, which like before it kind of divided was, was. That's where my cousin went. The original Downingtown. Yeah, I think so. He played yeah. soccer there. Downingtown I, High School. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. The original was like it's it was huge. It oh, was so the, the biggest. What's was, what's the new one? What do you mean? The there's original? Downingtown East and West. It, uh, had a, it got okay. so overpopulated. Shit, maybe it was. Now they was went to two. Right, right, uh, right. But. I was in the original OG, original one where we the had OGs? like, it was the biggest, it was huge. There was like, no one gave a shit. There was no like, that's, I mean, as far as I, no one gave a shit. Everyone had like, <laughs> it was bigger than my college. I think my graduation, my graduating class had like 900 kids in it or oh, something crazy. Oh, like smoking weed in the parking lot. Yeah, no one just gave a shit. It was kind of like, you mind, you know what I mean? You had to be like, and then, you know, I mean, this is the era when Columbine happened. I was too, just going to so ask if like, there was any thoughts about Columbine. Was that like when you were in high school? Columbine? Yeah, I was a uh, senior. 
Damn. So what yeah. was the, what was your thought process behind that? For those of you who don't know, the first the first I'd say school shooting, uh, yeah. and then ever since then we've had thousands. Multiple. Yeah, multiple. Um, <laughs> multiple. Uh, when I first had, I like it was kind of like holy shit. And then also kind of like, uh, I'm sure there was kids that got repercussions, like there was rumors, but then people were putting in false bomb scares. What do you mean there were rumors? Like at your school? Rumors kids? that there was like, oh, this kid has a list of people that he wants to murder. And oh. like the weird kids that got like stuck out. Was that out. like but for I don't, attention though? That, I don't know. Cause we, and again, I wasn't part of that shit because it's like, I hung out with like kids that were like, we're smoking weed, listening to fish and driving around. Let's go. Was that like That's, the theater group or? So uh, theater, some theater group kids. I played with like, I used to be an athlete. So I hung out with some athletes too. But some sport. Of, I played basketball okay. and field hockey. Nice. So I went to UConn. We won the national championship Did in field really? hockey when I was there. Yeah, no I, shit. I, I played tennis there. So I had oh, like wow. a little thing with a girl on the field hockey team. She's got a kid now, but oh wow, dude! Power Shout to out. You. Um, I wanted to go fuck, when I was I a kid. Her name, Maria. I, oh man, must have been a great relationship. <laughs> if you forget her fucking name, fucking dick. That's nice, <laughs> Maria. Maria. Yeah, sure, Maria. Maria. Marie. Yeah, Marie. Oh, Marie. Marie. There you go. Called something um, Spanish. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I uh, did that. And then um, I came to a point where I'm like, well, what am I going to do at basketball? Like, my brother was a college athlete. Did, so, where did he go he after Westchester? Uh, nowhere. He kind of got like, fuck this kind of. He was like, he was a for, he was an all state Jersey quarterback and everything. But then moved to Pennsylvania. And what happened? He came to Westchester and he played football, and his coach left. So, he kind of got fucked. How old was he when he... Uh, he got redshirted, so oh. he was there at 18, and then, like, 19 was he was going to start, and then the coach left at 19. So it's like, Damn. that's what... I, it sucks. because you have a new position for It is, because kids. you get a new... And then I think he was kind of like, fuck this. Because, I mean, I, to be real with you, football came easy to him, and then it's like you hit a certain point, and you're like, fuck, I got to work harder. And he's just like, fuck this, I'd rather I feel like party. that... Yeah, that happens with a lot of yeah. kids in high school. They see that, like, they're the star stud right. in middle school, and then right. once, like, freshman sophomore year comes around, they got to right. take it seriously. And they don't. Right. And for me, like sports was like I had to work really like basketball. I had to work really hard. Plus, I was a kid from Jersey. Originally, we moved to North Carolina. I didn't fit in with the Pennsylvania kids. So it's just kind of well, why is that, though? Because you, you were in New Jersey and then you took, a, you know, went to North Carolina, but then went to Pennsylvania. Was that kind of different? Uh, New Jersey yeah, because a lot of the kids played together since they're kids. Oh, like they're from the same so town. They're from the same town. And like, who's, this this outsider? who's this outsider? And my parents weren't like. You know, my parents didn't go to college and shit. Like, you had these kids that are all like, oh, we went to UPenn. Hey, Bill. It's <laughs> yeah. like my parents were like, my dad was a sanitation worker. My mom did everything else. You know what I mean? He was a bartender. He worked at the Ironman. You know what I mean? He did a lot of so did city you, guy. You moved here uh, when? Uh, New York City. I moved at 18 here to go to Marymount Manhattan College. Was that an all-girls school? No, it used to, it used maybe to be. Maybe they have a high school that's all-girls they, school they, but, Well, they used to be, though. They used to be a, it used to be a school for nuns. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, um, but it became a very, a liberal arts college. So it has like a lot theater, mostly musical theater. And did uh, you go dance, there so you can pursue like acting. theater type? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what were and, you doing initially performing arts wise? Uh, performing arts wise, I was acting and like doing a lot of community theater and shit. And I grew up with a lot of theater. Like my dad used to take me to a lot of theater. That's new. Old school New Yorkers used to like going to the theater was a thing you did. But it was a lot more approachable. It wasn't like, I mean, you had freaking like Arthur Miller plays and all this shit going on. So things were a lot more Death like. Death salesman type. Yeah, you know, things were, and ticket prices weren't extremely $250 egregious. You know, Disney didn't come and take over. Exactly. It was just, you know, it was a different 
time basically then i got i really you know at that time it was andrew lloyd weber that it was fucking just what did he write again cats fucking ugh, phantom of the you opera know, it was a crazy thing he, ever Vita. he's like the 80s of like i remember theater, the, 70s. that cats commercial was I on tv it. like yeah. it was for 15 years dude it was on the top back of buses i remember seeing it everywhere that cat like the branding and the marketing of it was that the same was commercial insane. too it was dude <laughs> and we went i remember my mom and i we went and we were, i was like i remember being a kid i was like seven or six and i was like this sucks oh you didn't even like ah no and i was like this sucks yeah my mom my parents have no college education but they're very like cultured are they italian i know they have a lot no my dad's from the bronx we hung out with a lot of italians but he's um irish and i think has like a little russian in him so my mom's irish and a little german did you find that as a kid though you were able to experience new york city more so than a kid growing up today would as their Uh, father being a sanitation worker you know and from the bronx yeah most definitely he didn't make a point to shy away from like I remember, I remember driving in the city and knowing the crack epidemic. You know what I mean? We never shied away. The Eighth Avenue used to be a whole bunch of Ninth uh, Avenue too, strip joints and shit like that. I remember that Sapphires being around. And shit. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff and like and you know, guys and doll, like guys and gals or some shit. I can't remember, but you could. Yeah. So I never. Yeah, I, I never like. I remember coming into the city as a kid and always having some a little anxiety. Plus, seeing my grandmother, my dad's mom, who's a cunt and uh, mm-hmm. she was a bitch. So it was always kind of like anxiety inducing. But did you feel like growing up also that you maybe like had the same like what kind of kids were? I guess what kind of kids were you growing up with at that particular so, time? Uh, like wealthier kids or? well some were wealthy like because jersey started switching so when my brothers grew up there it was a lot of guys that were working your, your in older the city. brothers my older brothers yeah a lot of guys that were working in the city they're firemen policemen sanitation they all were and they moved to jersey and then i guess because of reagan and the, um the structure of jersey not hoboken i forget uh I can't remember, but it started becoming its own little like Wall Street. So and a lot of so a lot of oil money and a lot of like um, uh, I I grew up with a kid from Jordan. I had a kid from Portugal. It was like the UN. I knew a kid from Russia. I wonder if like, that pushed out the sanitation workers, the fire department workers, police department. Well, burning a lot of money, like a lot of money, and then even rich, like you know, um, people from California. I remember there was a guy. Yeah, so there's some snobs. Um, assholes it was assholes or, or uh, you know you know uh, working class or uh, rich uh, like Wall, white class, Street, Wall, Wall Street, Street rush yeah kinda. kind of a thing yeah so it was a mix but it was um, a lot of people from a lot of places man like I said I like my good friend was from Jordan um, another friend of mine uh, was off the boat from Ireland her parents were off the boat Irish uh, Portuguese a Russian girl Indian yeah. And what kind of fields were their parents working in when they um, came over? Some, from what I remember, I think the Jordanian one, I think he was, and he wanted to go back too, and the mother didn't. I think the mother was a nurse, and the father did something in executive world. He just, he was just, but he was never around. It was kind of like when you're a kid and you hear Charlie Brown, wah, 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 it's like you only see their legs. Yeah. That's like kind of what I remember. <laughs> yeah. I just don't remember him as being a full-on person. When did you start stand-up in New York? Oh my god! Talking about comedy, finally. Uh, stand up. Ah, uh, that's a mixed thing. I started when I was younger. Like I, I did my first. I did like an open mic when I was eighteen in New York, and oh, I was just like, like improv here and there. Yeah, and I kept on trying to fight for improv, but I always hated it. Like I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I had friends throughout the years be like, you should do stand up. But I was like, you just found me funny because you're a friend of mine. Well, what'd you do, UCB? Um, no, my first taste of it. 
really, I did, uh, I can't even remember. I can't remember. I think the first one was, uh, uh, I think I tried it out. And yeah, I guess so. I guess UCB. But I did, when I went to Detroit, I worked on a movie in Detroit and I lived there for a minute. I tried their thing. They have a system, I think, Ant something. I can't remember what that one's called. It's horrible. But and then in Cali, I did. Uh, I tried storytelling. You lived so many places. Yeah, I've, I've moved around a lot. But what? New York's always like it's New York's my home. I was just going to ask. So I was in um, Chicago right before I guess it started to get freezing cold, like in the middle yeah. of a. Uh, Middle of November. But what kind of stuff were you doing in Detroit when you lived there? Did you work a day job? Uh, yeah. So I had, I, at that point, I left Chicago because I was working on Chicago PD and I didn't want to go back for another season because it was grueling. What, so, kind of, what kind of roles did they have you play there? I didn't, I was a key set PA. So I, I worked in film and TV production, which is why I've been. Key set. You help uh, your assistant director with the day to day of on set. So you make sure the actors are where you need them to be. You're making sure the PAs are set up. Positions are right. Positions are right. You know, you're helping with that to get the day done as they say. So I did that for a very long time. I did that. And that's what kept me traveling at different places and stuff like that. Did they have you working outside a lot? Oh yeah. I had a, like sometimes when it was cold, we had to alternate the PAs. We had heating tents, so every hour I had a like, yeah, it was so crazy. So you'd be like in the freezing cold for one hour and then not freezing cold Sometimes for one hour? Is that I'd what you mean? Be, but I would, yeah, when you're like, when you're up there, you kind of have, you have to, be, I have to be by the camera. So I, I mean, I would try to go, you know, I'd get maybe here and there. But for the most part, yeah, the AD's out there, you're out there. Yeah, like sometimes when it gets so cold in New York, I'm like, why do we even live here as people? And then I'm, yeah. going, I'm going down to Florida on a Friday. Uh, but that, it's just, a, I mean, it just feels like everywhere you can say that in the United States. I guess except for like if you're in Alaska, you're like legitimately, why do people live here? Right, right. it's freezing. Right, yeah. I don't know. I liked, I'm, I'm an ice queen. First, I'm built like, you know. An like, ice so queen? I like the I winter. I love that. I do. I love the winter, man. I'm I, don't, a winter. I don't love it, but I like it. It's fine. I love it. You love it, really? Yeah, I do. I love winter. There's I like never Chicago really... winters, too. I like Chicago winters. Because they have a culture of, sh- of cold. They know how to, they have cool, like, they have these bathhouses you can go to that are legitimate, and they're really cool, and they have Korean ones, they have Russian, they have all sorts of type ones, and, like, they're just, it's a culture that it's so cold there that they've created a world that you can live in do cool shit in the winter i love that like they've fully taken they embrace uh, it you know what i mean so that and also when it's spring and fall when it happens they're like oh my god holy shit so they do a lot of cool outside shit so it's just like i like i like that for that i just just new york's my home and also i don't i don't don't fuck with lakes i'm I'm an ocean person (laughs) i don't don't get the lake thing so i went uh when i was in chicago i went on the lake and it just like it looked exactly like an ocean it looked yeah yeah no totally it floored me and that's why i like too in the winter i like seeing the ice on the lake it's so pretty to me because i'm not gonna swim in that by the way does the whole thing freeze over or a good amount of it i think a good amount of it man i don't know what the science of that but that's why i like that lake effect shit i mean the weather changes more than like you know the mood of a girl that just get her period it's like it's schizophrenic as fuck (laughs) yeah but it was like yeah but it was fun yeah i've traveled i've i've traveled a lot so what's been your favorite place well i guess in new york you said well new york's number one um what i enjoyed detroit a lot I really did. I like Detroit a lot. The people are cool. Um, the there, actual city itself is cool. Was there any comedy specific things that you were doing when you were uh, in Detroit? Not really. I, I really, like I, I'm PD kind stuff. of lame. I started doing comedy. Like the first time I hit a stage was at Helium Comedy Club in Philly, Philly to do comedy hardcore, like to do it. And I did it then. And that's when probably like um, 
you know, Ian, um, what's his fucking name, Fidance and all that stuff. He was there at that time. And, you know, he was way above me. But I remember doing an open mic and he was there. And I was like, oh, man. And I didn't make the connection until I was back here and now I'm in this world. So I was like, wow, okay. And I'm wondering if Shane Gillis was there and I didn't realize, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, I think right. it was, that's how long ago it was. And then, um, and I went to the Laugh House and a bunch of places. But the problem was I didn't, because of doing film and TV production, and I was making my money being a PA, you don't get paid that well. And I never thought about doing comedy forever. Do you think you were distracted though with the job that was paying <sighs> yeah, you? Yeah, I was distracted But did with you that. like the Chicago PD job? Like, was um, it something I liked that you could see I yourself love... doing in the future? No, I just got stuck in it. And I, I just oh thought... Oh my God, Jess, doesn't that happen to everyone in I a know. profession too? Yeah, I got stuck in it and for years. And you got out, but like... Yeah, but I mean, before Chicago PD, I mean, I worked on Creed. I've worked on, you know, Spider-Man. I've worked on a bunch oh, of shit. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Go on IMDb. You can see my. Hell, hell yeah! The <laughs> yeah. flex, just yeah, I'm twenty five. Well, dude, I, I'm old. <laughs> I just turned forty two, so okay. I fucking you know. Still young. And the minute I, I lived in South Carolina for a minute. I worked in kitchens. I did dolphin safari tours. I did a lot of shit. What's a dolphin safari? It's tour? like I gave tours for fucking tourists from usually from Ohio. Sorry, you're schmucks, but and then <laughs> they just hold on to the dolphins and well, go to the safari. Like, what are we gonna? How are we gonna feed them? I'm like, you're not gonna fucking feed them. They're like they're. Yeah, I have some bread. I, I've yeah, like I know. I, love, I know. I love when we like we want to make someone dumb. We do southern accents. <laughs> well, um, it's fair enough for them. No, right. So, like, <laughs> but south. for real, they're like they were just like they come in and they have like candy bars. It's just stupid. Candy so, bars. Yeah, they're fucking. How about a I don't take know. Five? I don't get it. Like you know. So I would do these little like uh, this. I had a night job where I was you know I was waiting tables, bartending. I worked in kitchens, and then I had another job where during the day I would work on this. Um, with um, this woman, she was really sweet. Her name's Holly. She ran a, a dolphin safari cruise. So these tourists would come and we'd take them out in the water and we'd show them how to like, how shrimp, how people, you know, catch shrimp and you had to throw a net and like, I'd have to do a fucking tour with the thing. So you'd be on a boat with the microphone cracking like, jokes. Blah, blah, blah. This is like pre-stand up. Yeah, this is kind like, of. Yeah, but mostly like I was very bits. hungover or wasted because <laughs> this is my full drinking on. Drinking pina coladas. Dude, I, this, I was, you want to want to talk about drinking lemon. <laughs> I was drinking and partying like doing blow till four in the morning. Oh my then, gosh. And then and hopping then, on the boat. And then hopping on the boat. Yeah. I, I but would you swim up. with the dolphins or no? You know, just swimming. You just strictly like we'd go on the boat and uh, like there's a lot of estuaries and a lot of like creeks and stuff like that. So we'd go on the boat for that. And I'm like, I'm so hungover, still drunk. When you're young, you could still do that. How I, old I can't were you even, at that time? I mean, at that point, I, we, my buddy, what happened was we graduated from college. And my buddy's like, hey, you want to move down to South Carolina and we'll start a theater company. And we thought we'd do that. It's a good idea. Yeah. In hindsight, no, because it's Hilton <laughs> Head. No one gives a shit about uh, yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah, sure. They want to play tennis, golf. Or go and to the beach and get ball. hammered yeah. and all whatever the hell they want to do. They want to. They don't want to go see Sam Shepard, True West. They don't care. They don't even know that. They'd rather see a stupid musical or some shit. Mm -hmm. So we tried doing that. It failed. So I went through a lot of failures in life <laughs> before I've landed. I mean, it's still failing. Fuck, but you're doing great. Before, yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, I'm doing okay. I how still, how well? How long did you work at that uh, dolphin sanctuary? If they call oh, it a sanctuary. Oh my god, I might I might have did it for two like a season. You know what I mean? So was that like three months? Yeah, like three months. I was gonna ask since dolphins, yeah. I think, are known as being very smart animals. They're right? wicked smart, and they and they stay did in the same. Did you see that? Yeah, you'd see the same dolphins too. They would, they pods. They would, you know, cultivate in the same. They'd come back a lot. They're yeah, 
They're really cool. They're, they're very docile, beautiful creatures. I, it's very sweet that I got to do it. Like, you know, sometimes through the hangover of my gaze, I'd be like, wow, this is really sweet. <laughs> this is dope. This is dope. But I was always kind of like, I, I, I was kind of, I don't know, the hero's journey. You're kind of searching for shit. And you just kind of wanted to go explore and fuck shit up and so live are, life. Are you an animal person? Yeah, I love animals. I don't have any though because I love them too much. I don't. I don't. I can't take care. How of do you them. mean? It would take up too much time. It would take up too much time, and I don't think I could provide for one right now. Once yeah, I get more sure. steady in my life, I would love to get it. I want a dog. I just that's the first thing I'm gonna get. Is yeah, a dog. I mean it's crazy how much yeah. we can fall in love with our pet and like they never talk to us. Right, ladies, take note. Well, no, yeah, I'm just <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but uh, it, it 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 is wild, especially in a place right. like New York. You see people right. outside, ten degrees at right. five in the morning, right? Walking. You know? their dog it's a beautiful right. thing it's a beautiful and with thing. comedy I you know i once i get to a point i know comedy is always this but once i get to a point where it's comedy and i'm on a good roll and i can dictate my schedule, schedule in some way nice um i don't know i or i might get one next week i don't know right because some of my friends legitimately will spend well they work like nine to fives they'll spend like 60 dollars a day on the dog right like the, in the morning they'll just drop it off and come home right and then i'm sure they're spending money on the food and whatever right. so it, it's it is like kind of having a a mini type child, especially when you live in the city. Exactly, dude. Especially if you live in the city. And then if the babes get sick, you know, I want to be able to, you know, yeah. take care of it properly. And then, you know, it's funny because, like, I, I don't think there's anything, like, there's no real schedule for how much you should be paying for each dog shot None. or how much on food. So None. especially if you live in a place like New York City, you're going to be paying more for the... I, I don't know what, if dogs take flu vaccines. Yeah, or like whatever. Milwaukee or yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean? So it's just, you know, cost of living is higher. So all that shit's higher. So it's just all dependent on that. What's been the cheapest place that you've lived in? I guess talking on a cost of living. I know. <sighs> I mean, it was probably like a, a, like 15, 20 years ago. But it was I'd that say, ever a place? Yeah. I'd say like Chicago. I couldn't believe how cheap it yeah, was. It's, and like the architecture is beautiful. It's, well, that yeah, it's known for that. And then also just I couldn't for what you get. Like I remember like I got a downstairs and it was just easier to find an apartment. Like everything was just so much easier. What do you mean you got it downstairs? I, well, I had a whole downstairs to myself, basically. I got a, like my home room, my own bathroom, and there was a backyard and there was a way to get in. And this is in Logan Square. And it wasn't like recent Logan Square. This is like, I mean, I guess when was this? I worked on season three of Chicago PD and I'm trying to remember the date, but maybe it was 2000. I mean, it is a while ago, maybe hmm. 2016. I would have to look up the number, but around there, right? So just like, and I got a parking spot, Let's like with come. a garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, I didn't have to worry about taking my car out of the, you know? Mm. Plus my life was just so much easier. Like I had a break-in in my car and I, because I worked on Chicago PD, they called the cops and I was able to do a report while I was at oh, work. Oh, they like made and an episode the, out of it. No, right? Exactly. <laughs> That'd be not even that interesting for them. Are you kidding me? They're like, where's the child? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not enough. Kimmy. Oh wow. Some girl got her car broken into over fucking walkie talkies. It's not enough. Gotta have the stakes high, kid. You know? Oh my god. You know? Uh, literally, so. I forgot what I was talking about. Well, my friend actually lives in Chicago. He's a penis doctor now. So he's, oh, he's good. A, he enjoys it. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. in the future, if I ever uh, need anything, I forgot yeah, what I was gonna got, ask. You got, you got me lolling. Um, but yeah, no, so I, uh, but it was good for that. So I enjoyed like Chicago and also just, yeah, everything for, and I met good friends right away. It was just, yeah, it was just a really good all around great experience. Where were you in 2020 when all the shit hit the fan? Um, I was just wrapping. Yeah. I was wrapped on last OG and we were working on a pilot home economics and it got canceled. But that whole situation was a shit show. So like, were you kind of looking towards just pursuing only 
production like being so a producer? Like, I kind of like, like gave up I wanted to do theater I wanted to be an actor but I was just like this is never gonna fucking happen and I gave up why'd you feel like that um because I don't know I just was like well you know what it is I didn't like the theater scene it annoyed me the theater kids are annoying I was gonna say though yeah because it seems just, like you're more passionate about stand-up though oh yeah I just stand-up was just like I don't know I didn't think that was something you could do that I could do like that a few times I just didn't know I could do that I didn't know because I just did this naturally and my friends were like you are a fucking stand-up comedian but i was getting more depressed and more like lost and my finally my best friend dan shout out to him was like levin shut the fuck up and just go dude just go and try it and do it this and i did in New York it when you did this or yeah not? finally at the age of fucking 38 i was like all right fine and then i did it and i was like fuck this and then uh I also had like, so I went from, my life started changing. Like I was able, I, you know, when you're working for years at, at your flight or fight forever, you know, and you know, flight or fight, you know, like, oh. well, okay. So there's a part in your brain that, you know, creates a flight or fight mechanism. And that's just inherited in our biology and our genome of life. You know what I mean? Like back in the day when you're in the woods, it's like, oh fuck, a bear's going to eat me. I got to keep moving or whatever. Right. We still have that response in our brain which kind of, you know, it, uh, it manifests in different ways. So in ways for me was that I was always trying to make, mo I never had no money. I was like, I literally I was having like, I lived on people's couches because you get paid minimum wage when you do uh, PA work. But I kept on wanting these adventures. So I kept on doing them. So because it got me to L.A. and I worked on cool shit in L.A. and I met cool people and I just kept on doing it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to keep on doing this until I find some form of art form. So I took, you know, writing classes to write mini plays and I did that for a minute and I did all this creative shit. And then finally I was in a place where I was working on a TV show, Kevin Can Wait, and I was met this accountant dude and he was like, hey, why don't I train you how to make do pay people? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going numbers and shit. I never thought I'd be in accounting department. I'm like, I'm not a nerd. And he was like, well, who gives a fuck? He's like, you can make real money and you could do other shit. And I was like, all right. So I started doing that. And then accounting, accounting, and it made me make money. So I was able to like, finally, you know, not use my underwear drawer, like a Trader Joe's bag as an underwear drawer. I was able to like, oh, wow, I can buy, you know, have furniture for stuff. And so I was able to like, finally be in a place where I'm like, oh, I can afford to live not like an animal. And then with that, gave me structure to be like and be like oh now that i have space i have the brain space to try something new i'm not just trying to survive so you just focus so much on money for living a long time. i was just living just trying to live just trying to live there was no like oh man if i only had i didn't have the brain space the capacity and plus depression and out you know i was drinking you know what i mean it was just kind of like i just didn't have it until finally i hit a wall i'm like this is not this is not working well you know? was it a point though that you were uh, deep enough into your accounting job where you were like all right i have enough money to have brain space to pursue what i want to pursue Is yeah but i never like happened? i kind of fell into it i just fell into it to be honest with you my buddy was like go to stand up i think that's what you're supposed to be doing and i went and i was like wow this is fun i don't know i just clicked did you feel like you needed structure initially to kind of i guess i just needed the need space. your pathway yeah i needed the space i needed the space to like Give it its sure shot. Because comics would talk about that. Like, I didn't even know that this was the thing that you could do, stand up. Because yeah, it's kind I of like, it's so independently drawn. You know, like, right. if you didn't want to go out, and, you know, I know you have a show after this. If you didn't want to go, you could just be like, eh, you know, I don't really want to go. Yeah, it's not no. like you're going to get fired from the no, job. No, no, you know what I mean? Exactly. No, the more I do it, the more I love it. I'm the nerd. Like, the more, I just love it. Every year I go I go into it, I love it more and more. So thank God I just found something that... um 
that I, I naturally just do and love. And it's created, like, I, my friends that I first started out with, like Levi, I'm still awesome with him. He's, like, one of the first dudes I met. Um, and that's the thing, too, when you start doing it and you find your crew, they're like, yo, that's funny. And you, I was like, oh, thanks, man. Because I never, like, I grew up with very funny people. Like, my brothers are fucking hilarious. They're the biggest bull busters on the goddamn planet. Like, my mother is funny. My father's very funny. Pe- like, they're all very funny people. I grew up with very, my, my nan- she was witty as fuck. So I just, I just, it was part of our living. So I never thought of like, oh, this is something that's special or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I wonder if that slowed you down a little bit. You're I like, think it did. Everybody funny? Well, because like that and my, like, you know, like I grew up with very blue collar people where it's like, act, you don't make a living out of that, you know, where, you know, you got to go build a building or go be a lawyer. You know, we don't like think of like, you know, like they still don't really know what I do. <laughs> I don't really tell them. <laughs> so, and, and yeah, I think also being like a being a child of a blue collar family, like they don't want you to struggle at all. They'd want right. you to have something safe. Right. My father actually was the one that was always like, go do that. He was the one who was, I think he was living vicariously. I don't think he wanted to be married and have kids. Well, when he was, I think he was like, go. When he he took you to plays and stuff in the city, was he making sure that like it was the play you wanted to see doing this and that like for you? Yeah, kind of, but he was just always good about exposing us to shit. Like he was just very good. Like even going out to eat, it's like, even though we had no money, like he'd still take us out to eat. We'd go down on West. That's crazy though. Yeah. He just, he was like, we'd go to West, like going to West 4th street as a kid. I remember watching those guys playing basketball my whole life. And then we used to go to an Italian restaurant, La Trattoria, the cage, Trattoria, which is still over there on, um, so where is it on West? Uh, fuck, where is it? I forget. But anyway, we'd go over there a lot and, uh, you know, and, uh, so yeah, going West forth was always part of my life and, uh, going out to eat and plays and all that stuff. So I always, yeah. And my dad, we took us to aquariums. We went to Florida. Like he would always take us to shit. So when I was older and I was like, I'm doing this, but that's like, go. Like, even when he was dying, he was like, I'm dad, I'm going to California. He's like, yep, yeah, you are. You're going to California. You're going to go do these things. So I feel like always- it, it's it's such a, I don't want to say underrated thing for kids to be able to travel all over the world and see so many different right. things. But I mean, it's probably, it's like a lot harder for kids of blue collar parent workers nowadays to do the things that you were doing yeah. you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, I, like lo- I was very lucky. I just had that. a lust for life. And then I was just like, I just, I, you know what it is? When I graduated college and I was doing theater, I was like, I need to go figure shit out. And I was just kind of like, and also the only way to do that, I just want to go test eat food in different places and, and, you know, experience different people and different environments. Did you so, ever get, you ever get in trouble with your partying ways earlier? Oh yeah, I did a couple of things. Yeah. Care yeah. Share? No, but I went through <laughs> some shit. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, and I still have to, I still practice heathenism. Like my bro, I went on a bender for a month and a half and now I'm going, I'm on, I'm drying out now. I'll do that. I think for the rest of my life. I think I'll be, I'll dry out and then there'll be this internal like, so you, you have like a moment, like a month and a half where you're sober type. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I won't drink. I, I'll smoke weed every now and then, but yeah. I just won't drink California and I'll dry sober. out. California sober. I'm also actually really like, I'm finally working on my weight. So it's like now that's that true. I've been in therapy and that's another thing too. I did therapy. So I was just trying to get my brain right. I'm still in the process of it. This is not mm. a very, nothing is linear. And it's not a pretty You're process. Telling me, so the, <laughs> yeah. the thing, um, I uh, I had a pretty big transformation in life. You know, you talk about uh, bouncing around, doing so many different things, until you find what you're passionate about. Right. I worked in my dad's real estate company for six and a half years. Oh, wow, and yeah. I was a property manager, and he's the owner of the company. So it's kind of like, wow. all right, dad, when are you going to give me the company so yeah, I can take it over? Yeah, nepotism's fun. Yeah, so it was just like. Yeah. 
um, a lot of trying to convince myself that this is what I wanted to do on the real estate side. Right. And uh, I had jaw surgery about like three and a half years ago, pretty oh, invasive really? jaw surgery. Oh. So I had my jaw broken in three places. I have a titanium plate no in my shit. mouth. No shit, what now. happened? Uh, well, I just had TMJ. So like one side of my mouth was growing out further than the other. So really? I would have a smile like, Kind of like this. You guys see it here? No and way. And for like six months after the surgery, I wasn't able to chew meat and I gave up meat. So I was just eating like fruits and things that are soft. So for about, awesome. about like the past three and a half years, I've been like fully vegan and it's kind of oh, like shit. changed my whole life. I've been doing this full time. So it kind of just like opened up a whole new world. It's and funny it's just like something dramatic. Window. Yeah. Like a certain window will open up like I you know you get to I think what happened with me is that my back was finally against the wall where it was like are you gonna fucking do this well, or what not? was the, what was that moment do you think I think all right there's a couple of moments I was sitting uh, there's a couple so what got me into film tv was basically I remember sitting I, I was at a I had a coke binge one night in Hilton Head and uh, there's a dark side to Hilton Head, you Taurus. So there's been a lot of blow in Hilton Head. We used to like fucking a, you know. Now it's gotten Disney yeah, back world before the fentanyl. Yeah. But yeah, back before the fentanyl, back before the cruise ships and all the freaking timeshares took over, <laughs> Hilton Head partied. So uh, I was laying, and Dante, God rest his soul, who's dead now. Uh, I was living in the back of his house. He had a little bungalow, and I had like. I was living just stupidly. I got a TV on a milk crate. Everything was on a milk crate. I was living off of milk crates. And I was laying there. I was just like, I'm like, I have to do something with my fucking life. And what were you working and how old were you at that time? Oh, my God. I was 30 years old. (laughs) And uh, I was working uh, at my friend's restaurant. I was working in the kitchen um, because I sold a bag of weed to the chef. And because at the time I lived with very interesting people before that. So I... uh, I had a bag of weed chef and I was working a couple days a week in the kitchen as a garmage, which is like a fancy word for us doing the cold and desserts. And then I was also uh, waiting tables during the day and at night and uh, doing, you know, when we could, we'd do a play or something, something creative in that regard. But I was just laying there and I was just like, I'm like, what am I fucking doing? And I was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then finally, uh, I decided I always either went back to school or I would go to a library. I used to live at libraries whenever I would live in whatever town I was in. If I didn't know anybody in, I'd, if you have no money, you'd go to a library. Would you be reading books there? I'd read a books or I was just chilling or I'd be writing. I always wrote. I always was a writer. I wish I can go into my old computers. I always wrote. I was writing stand up my whole life and I didn't know. It was just like these monologues and just like jokes, but I didn't know there were jokes. I was just kind of like, I thought just there was diaries in yeah, a journal. I, I just had to get shit like out. That. But I've been doing that since I was a kid. I always did that. When I was a kid, I would act and do characters and stuff like that. I had a character named Mrs. Hairless, but I had all this hair. It was stupid. It was just like, <laughs> but I did that at the really, really young age. And um, I remember seeing West Side Story when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, man, I want to do that. And I just always was attracted to that. I just didn't know, you know, my parents, again, my parents were exposed me to this, but they didn't know what to do with a kid that's interested in it. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like, oh, she's just interested in it, you know? We'll bring you to plays. Like yeah, they bring me, yeah, my dad it. would, you know what I mean? So, um, so what was I say? So that was 30. So then I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go back to school and just take, so I went to uh, Trident Technical Tech, in Trident Technical College. And this is when, right before Atlanta started blowing up, I worked on Army Wives, Wait, with Caroline Pyrus? I don't know. Maybe I was just again, which is funny. The I the oh guy that was working at Trident Tech was amazing. He's like, listen, you're not supposed to take this until your second. They, sorry, they filmed in uh, South Carolina. They, go ahead. Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. So I went there and I was. 
at the schools just trying to make ends meet. And I was just trying to take these classes piecemeal just to get me into the system so I can meet people that are of like mindedness. So then maybe I can work my way into that because there was no I couldn't make money in theater. I wasn't acting. I didn't know how to break the scene. I knew I wasn't be like. I knew I couldn't dance like these fuckers could. I knew I couldn't, I, you know, sing like, cause I didn't put in the money and I kind of got jaded in college because you go to an art school and you think it's going to be this wonderful, uh, experience where it's like, Oh, it's open-minded, but it's not, they pick and choose who they like. And then the rest gets like, whatever we collect your money. So I got fucked over at Marymount. I felt like they were like, you know, they weren't very helpful for me. And when you went to New York to Marymount, you were like, all right, this is it. This, this is, is it. I thought this yeah. was going to be it. I was going to go to Broadway dance school when right, I could, right, right. when I could afford and keep up with my tap dancing. I'll take some acting, you know, I'll do these acting classes. But I was, the program was kind of shitty for me. Like my fucking first semester college professor, who was black, by the way, had us do a Raisin in the Sun where I played Mammy for a scene. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing oh, playing Mammy's Mammy? Black, yeah. yeah, Mammy's black. She's from the Civil Fucking War. I'm sitting there playing a Raisin in the Sun. And he's, I'm like, is he doing this to fuck with us? or is this really fucking really a class and there's certain things like I remember doing Streetcar Named Desire and he made me play Blanche and I'm like and I was just like this doesn't feel right like I love these texts and I love the reading of it all but to perform them I'm like I feel like I'm a fraud I'm like I don't know what the fuck this is so so this was you were at Marymount you felt this way but then you went back to South Carolina was this during was this during the summer because your family still lived down there no I had no family down there my buddy was just down there so I went down there and I stayed at his place I'm telling you Ted there's no linear thing to me I went from there I went back to uh, I just kept on try, failing you know trying and failing trying and failing I went to move to Florida for a minute because my parents bought a place back in the day in Naples Florida before that shit blew up I lived down there and I worked at a restaurant and dated a half Venezuelan half Italian dude and then like then that ended and he broke my heart and I was like fuck this I went back to South Carolina to to Hilton Head then I went uh, back to New York and I worked for a production company Elevation Filmworks it was called and I interned for them and it sucked I kept on doing things and I kept on you know being like I want to know I know I want to do the arts but I don't know I was just trying to find, I figured labor. Okay. I'll, I'm like, I'm a labor minded individual. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll give him my labor. I'll just work in labor. And then, uh, I worked at a restaurant on the West side and, and I lived in the Bronx on my friend's couch and off fucking Van Cortland park. And I did that for a year. And then I ran out of money and I went back. I always went back to Hilton head because my friends owned restaurants. So it was always like I could find a job real quick. So that was where I would go back, make money. Was and that then, kind of random that they own restaurants in Hilton? Yeah, or? well, I just kind of met people down there. I started befriending people that owned, like, you know, when people leave Hilton, like when you leave a destination in the winter, not now since COVID, but in the winter it was desolate. So it was the best time actually of the year around there because it was still, like, for me, warm. And the fall was great, too, because the golfers would come and spend real money. And we could like, it wasn't as crazy. And the summer we just work. So when we would hang out, our fun time was always in the winter. So I would meet, you meet, you end up bringing a community together. Right. That way. Especially around golf and cocaine. That's what I'm Yeah, completely. At. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um, I've met a lot of people that owned restaurants. So I was always able to find a job. That was always my go-to to be able to jump. So I jumped around, so I jumped around a lot. I went back there. Then I went back to New York. Um, I lived in PA for a while because my parents, you know, I went to high school out there. So my parents still had the house so I could live out there and I waited tables there. So finally at 30, I had that breakdown. I went back to, I went on Mandy.com or what did I do? I applied to intern for the Philadelphia Theater Company to work in their casting department. What's, is that what Mandy.com is? What's that? Mandy.com used to be an old page to get film TV work. 
for like crew or and all that sh- for anything. Okay. But it's like you got paid nothing. So I think I found something. They had an internship, but I would look up all these internship opportunities. I also worked at the Satilli Theater in Chicago, in Charleston, South Carolina, which is in a very old theater where actually Gone with the Wind was first premiered. Was that at. like King Street type? Yeah, it was definitely on King Street. It was right off of King Street. So it was there. I did that for a minute. And then, um, so I kept on failing. I kept on doing shit and not being happy with it and all this stuff like that. And then um, uh, a lot of sadness, a lot of drinking, a lot of mistakes. And then uh, finally, what got me going was then when I moved, I went to Trident, I got an internship with the internship that turned into me meeting people. And then I ended up working on an HGTV show with these uh, Canadians who shout out to Ryan and Brian, they're the camera department. And they loved me because I always had like a sense of um, urgency to me. So they couldn't find any worker. I remember there was something in the shot and they're like, oh, I wish I could get out of the shot. And I started running to grab it, to move it. And they're like, we got to fucking have this chick everywhere we go. So they fought for me to work with them. And I traveled with them. And I came back to New York because they were doing stuff in, back in New York. So I came back here. Then I tried to work with them as a production company. didn't work. I went back to Philly where my parents live. And I ended up working on a horror movie, piece of shit horror movie. That was insane where I acted mm-hmm. in it at a certain point and all this stuff. And then I worked on um, a multitude of productions, Do not ha- Do No Harm. Uh, I did a day on Silver Linings Playbook, all these other like little things. And then um, I found people from New York, and I came. I worked up here in New York a couple of times. And then uh, it just unravels from there. And then I met a good friend of mine, Billy, who was a line producer, and he put me on a lot of his movies to work on. And then we worked on a movie in Nebraska. I worked on a movie in Detroit, and it was just like, and I still waited tables in between, and then my dad died, so I was I was insane and working. So it was just like, yeah. So it, it almost seems like you got yourself so busy to the point where like you couldn't think like you were with the milk crate situation. You, oh, didn't yeah. have, you didn't have a second to be like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, I didn't have a wake up and be like, "Gee, how yeah. should I solve this problem?" No, it was yeah, none of that. And I, and I think that's that's something that people sometimes will get caught up about. Yeah, being at, um, I got caught up in life, just 30s. living, and yeah, so it was just insane. So it wasn't until later in my life when I was like, oh man. And even for Kevin can wait, I, I came back. For, I was poor, I was broke as shit in Detroit, which is the worst. And um, I was interning for fucking Quicken Loans in their film media department because um, I thought maybe I could get because they had another production company part of it. And I tried to get into an editing house. And the guy that I was going to try to work in this editing house was amazing. And he said to me, he goes, you are a very talented individual and you should not be here. You should not be here. And he, he's like, and for that, I'm not going to hire you. Where was, was that, like, by the way, Quicken Loans? It, uh, not the Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans was in Detroit. That shit didn't shit to me. So fuck you, <laughs> Quicken Loans and Gilbert. And way to fuck up Detroit. But um, And all those minions. And um, they put so much money into the city, though. But it's just one of those situations, man. But that city was still amazing. But fuck you, Quicken Loans. And the, way, and the whole vernacular, the way they talk, like their teams and shit. I remember, real quick, I'm going to go on a tirade. When they do this thing where they have you intern there for so long, and that's what they use. But, but it's like all the young kids, they get all these Michigan State kids. So it's just like comedy. And men, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it's just I like, know, right? to get, well, no, it's just to get these people into work to, like, it's a, it's a freaking, Quicken Loans is a mortgage company company mm-hmm. 
And, and he has got tons of other... The guy's a genius, the way he did his shit. I'm going to give him a shout-out for that. Is that Dan Snyder? No, that's fucking uh, Dan Gilbert. Oh, yeah, yeah. He owns the... He owns Rocket Mortgage. He's, it's a fucking huge-ass company. The, he's yeah, done a lot. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got all these things called the isms. It's a cartoon book in which he wants everyone to have individuality, but everyone talks the same way. It's just corporate... Everyone has it. It's the corporate identity bullshit where it's just like, no, we're cool and hip. They have it set up like it's ESPN inside where it's like you have bubble because he owns Fathead. Those companies where they put the shit on the walls. Oh, yeah. That thing he used owns to be so too. hot. So hot. And he owns gas TV. He has a lot. He's a smart guy, smart businessman. But I remember this is when Trump was getting in the vernaculars and he was donating money to that. He also, during the, this is when the housing market crashed right before that, like right after that. So I remember I was sitting in to one of those meetings that they're having and the guy, I forget his name, was up there. He's one of the big guys that are of Gilbert, one of the beginning guys too. He goes up there and goes, what happened to the housing crisis do you remember what happened the bubble blew anyway and i'm like oh let's talk about that bro let's talk about where your responsibility with oh shit because they were giving out mad they're loans giving out mad people. loans that couldn't afford them there you go and that was the and that, that was, was part of it so it's like and he was it, trying right? to get out of it too so that's why he wanted trump to get elected so it's just like whatever so i remember oh. sitting there being like what the fuck am i doing man and being like this not like i'm perfect but i was just kind of like wow but that was my first into like view window into corporate America. I never worked it before because before we do corporate America, but we're like, we're, we're pirates. Like we're like, here, go make this movie. And so was that like 2009 ish, 2010? Yeah, maybe 2009, and then 2010. maybe that's when you're like, all right, I got to get out. Of yeah. It's like, I got to get out. Well, it's just but. like, I got to, you know, I thought I wanted to stay in Detroit, but I couldn't find a job. So the end up trying to find a job and I forget the company It was called red something, but shout out to that man. Cause that man was like, you need to go, back to New York and then coincidentally I got a call because I got a recommendation from being in LA a person that knew someone in LA was shooting a series called Kevin Can Wait in Long Island and I got a call and they're like hey we're looking for someone that can you know work first team which means is you get the actors ready that can you know work with the actors and I need someone experienced and your name came up are you interested and I was like hell yeah so I left Detroit and went right to New York the next day what year was that that was, t- I got to go on IMDb. Look. <laughs> I always have to look on IMDb. I was, I was thinking that might year. be on the top of your head since you know all these other Fuck things. Fuck no, man. I don't remember. <laughs> Years and dates, forget about it. I was always bad with it. I can, I can name the war. I can't name the date. Jess, what would you say to somebody who is, maybe I'm 31 and a half, somebody who is, I guess maybe like in between our age, somebody who's 35 who kind of wants to do what you did, you know, like find their passion in comedy or find something else. What is the, if is they it the know, try and fail? Yeah, if they know, what the, what, what's if the If they move? know, listen, at the end of the day, I this is my thing. I was very lucky because at the end of the day, there's no way I got to a certain point where I'd die if I didn't do it. And if you have that, then there's no choice but to do it. And it sounds so... I hate when people like, um, everything's nuanced. Okay. Everyone's in, you know, but if every situation's different, but if you're in a situation where you're fucking depressed all the time and there's like nothing that's making you happy, but you know, you just have this inclination of this go for it and, but don't half ass it, you know, then fucking do it. I'm not saying quit your job, but it's going to be like, you know, you, you, like it was hard for me for a while there. Like I'd be working long days and then I was like, no, I'm going out to do this because that's what I wanted to do. 
you know, and it made me happy. I just noticed I was getting happier and happier and happier and meeting good people that it kept me going. So if that's an inclination that you need to do, then fucking try it out. The worst it's going to do is like your real test is that if it's a summer and it's Saturday at one o'clock and your old friends that you've been normies with are going to the beach, but you're happy in a basement telling whatever dick jokes or men can't make me come jokes then that's where you're supposed to be. And I remember that was like that specifically. I remember that happening, being like, "This is nowhere else I want to be right now," and that's just what it was. Jess, <laughs> Jess Lemon, that was really an amazing episode. Thank you so much for opening the door for us. You were an open book, Jess. Before we get out of here, yeah. we're gonna turn around this episode pretty quick, so this will be um, up tomorrow. Oh wow! Let us know uh, your schedule for like the next coming week while oh we my pop god. up your Instagram right here, and let us know your Instagram. Oh my god! So yeah, so that's awesome. You do the turnaround so wicked Hell quick, yeah. dude. Damn, you're a man. Um, so I am at J Comedy on Instagram. Um, so make sure you follow that. I put all my dates up there, but I'm at the comedy shop. Um, what am I there? Friday and Saturday. I've got a bunch of produce shows that I'm on. I'm going to be at QED on Friday yeah, night. I see that. You got a lot going on. Night story. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a lot. Of, I'm blessed. I get a lot of spots, so I'm, I'm doing good. Everything's Absolutely. going good for now until they that's dry what, up. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Jess, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace. Hey.